Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that are new to the channel, hello and welcome. I'm a Reiki master teacher and a shamanic practitioner. I've been practicing since 2007. The work is focused on core wound, uh, core wound healing, life purpose sessions, sacred union sessions, and one-to-one coaching and healing. I'm also a seer, so I offer intuitive readings. Um, and these podcasts have been going for a very long time now, over a decade really. Uh, if you've appreciated the podcasts, you can donate to appreciate. Head over to the website sacredspacehealing.org and you can donate as much or as little as you feel called to. You can also share reviews on the iTunes page or on social media. Um, I am not affiliated to anyone. I don't take gifts from anyone, as in you know money gifts to promote a message. I'm not part of any organization. I don't use uh, social media marketing tools or interns or anything like that. It's all just me, my laptop and a microphone. Not because I can't do it, not because I couldn't you know, get a team together, but because I like to keep it real. It's as if we're in a room together and we're having a conversation. Um, that's how the podcast started. That's how they will remain. It means I don't have an agenda. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm not going to reel you in and then try and misdirect you. This is truths that I'm sharing along the way. The podcast channel took a break for a while because I felt that a lot of boundaries were being crossed and people wanted more and more free stuff, and also for a heavy dose of self-care. So I'm really, really grateful to everyone that has been donating and sending messages of support. It means so much to me to know that these podcasts have helped you in some way. It's always been my intention just to help. And I think in a world of cynicism and greed, people sometimes think that that's not what your intention is. But it genuinely, you know, I remember starting out on my journey and trying to look for information, and everyone wants a piece of you, you know, everyone wants to charge you or manipulate you in some way, and I wish I'd had someone that I could, you know, just um, dip in and out of in terms of information, but I do remember listening to podcasts on my journey very early on, and how useful it was, and um, the intention was always, you know, if you can't afford the healing work, listen to the podcasts, and save up until you can, or don't save up, you know, it's your choice, but if you really dive into the podcasts, they'll help you. So that's always been my intention. And when people donate and support, it means so much to me. Of course, when people take the piss, it's a bit boring. And I've talked about this in other podcasts. You know, when people are like, yeah, can I have some more free stuff, please? That's why I drew a line in the sand and said, no, enough. But when people are genuinely appreciative, it, it just means the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, in today's podcast, I would like to shine a little bit of a light again on toxic healers. I've talked about this before, there's a lot of podcasts out there on it, but I just want to shine a light on um, feeling like you're influenced by your healers or your psychics. As I see it, a psychic reading is not in stone. It's not some kind of decree from God. As I see it, the psychic reading, the psychic is going to tune in on where you are at this point in your life and give you some advice on different options that are available to you. And if you change where you are right now in your life, you can change your future. But tomorrow your future could change because something happens, an external event, or you change your mindset, or you take a different choice, you take a different route. That's how I see psychic readings, which is why when I do my seership readings, um, I do shamanic journeys, and I do say that, you know, take this information as quickly as possible. You know, sometimes people say, oh, I... Uh, I want to book in for the for the reading and then they wait for a few months or they don't actually listen to the information and I say no 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 the information is relevant now because tomorrow something could happen and your whole future could change because that one thing has happened 
Um, they're not carved in stone. They're just information where you are right now. People who don't clear their energy field and aren't always channeling the light will just give you information that is about your auric field. You know, they sort of, they're only dealing with one level of your consciousness, if you like. And so sometimes what they're feeding back to you is the stuff that you want to hear or the stuff that you're already thinking. And we think, oh my God, how do they know this stuff? Because they're just picking up on your thoughts. You know, they're picking up on what's around you, the kind of dross that's around you. But what you want is to be really getting people that are connecting to your higher self, to your kind of divine self that can show you the many infinite possibilities that are available to you. And there's very few readers and psychics and seers that are out there that can actually do that. Um, but those that can, it's a really useful resource to tap into, um, which is why people, you know, when they want a relationship or they want to find, about, find out about that job, they'll go to a psychic and the psychic will kind of confirm what they already knew. Ultimately, I think we already have the answers in us. And any psychic or seer is just confirming that for us. But sometimes we can feel so closed off that we can't access that information. Okay, but the danger is where we start to feel that our life is being directed or misdirected by this psychical healer, as in weird things start happening in our lives or um, opportunities get missed um, or we're actually making life decisions based on what a psychic or a healer is telling us to do. Now, the moment a healer starts telling you what to do, that's a massive red flag. The moment they say, oh, you should leave that relationship, you should move out of here, you should do that, my spirits have told me, it's a massive red flag. Because, yeah, maybe their spirits have told them. But maybe their spirits haven't told them. Maybe their spirits think that you should leave that relationship, but your spirit guides or angels or higher self don't think you should do that. And ultimately, anyway, in the spirit world, there is no such thing as should because we have infinite choice and possibility ahead of us. It's all just another experience. So the moment you start hearing, you should do this, you should do that, and then you act upon it because you think this, this individual knows more than you, you're giving your power away. You can take that information and say, well, let me sit with it. Let me see how it resonates for me. Is that something I really want to do? Is that something that resonates with my spiritual guidance? And then make a choice. But what a lot of people tend to do is be like, oh, my healer told me to do this thing. My psychic told me to do this thing, and then off they go and do it. And then they wonder why their lives no longer feel like their own. We've all done it. I've done it. I did it for years and years and years. And it's only now that when I start to get that feedback from people that I think, oh, you're not really, where is this coming from? Because you're trying to control me. I put something on uh, my social media that people who try and control others often do it because they can't control themselves. And I think it's very interesting that there's a certain type of personality that unfortunately can go into healing and psychic um, readings and so forth because they want to control everyone around them. And I've talked about this in another podcast. You know, they have this kind of messianic, messianic complex that they're here to save the world. So they think that when they're telling you to leave that relationship or do that thing that they're helping to save you rather than just offering you some advice. It's really, really rare when I journey for someone that they ever say this person needs to leave that job or that person or that home. Um, it's advice, you know, that, and then it will be explained why. But it's I never get that you need to leave this relationship or you need to leave this place where you're living or, you know. And that's not to say that sometimes that guidance isn't true or isn't helpful. But if you're giving your power away, to that guidance, you're being misdirected, you're being directed by a healer or a psychic, and that's never going to be healthy, because you've given your power away, you have to make these decisions for yourself. 
So look out for that toxicity in healer psychic relationships where you're being told what to do and also for changes in your life, sudden runs of bad luck and your healer and psychic may say, oh, this is a clearing. But if after a few weeks or a few months it's not clearing, you might want to think about whose energies you're mingling with. Um, those that keep asking you for money, their prices keep going up. I put, I put this on social media. You know, like after a few months of working with you, you'll get the email of, I'm restructuring my work and I've decided to raise my prices. And um, and then up and up and up and up go the prices. So look out for that as well. These are all just tricks. Other tricks are, I'm fully booked for the next month and then suddenly they get a cancellation. I'm not saying it's always a trick, but a lot of times people do this kind of stuff because they want to appear more important than they really are. I remember someone saying this to me. They said, Amber, you're too honest. Like, I'm I'm always like, oh, I could fit you in. Uh, let me do, you know, this time or that time. It's not because I'm not busy. It's because I'm genuinely trying to help someone. And someone said to me, a really good marketing tool is to say, oh, I'm fully booked for the next month because it makes you seem like you're really in demand. I just don't believe in that. I'm not saying that a lot of these people aren't fully booked for a month, but what I've often found is that they're not, <laughs> is that in the beginning when they tell you that they're fully booked for a month, suddenly once the money is coming in, they're able to make space for you in their schedule. And they only don't have space for you in their schedule when it's around money or discounts or concessions and so forth. Another red flag with toxic healers, which I've talked about before, is the issue of concessions. Um and uh, whether they offer them or not, or whether they make you feel guilty about them. I once worked with a healer who, she, she offered me concessions, and, um, and I gratefully received them because I wasn't working at the time. And then at some point, her messages got a bit erratic, and she started talking about how we'd had these past lives together. And then she sent me something. She said, oh, I've just done some clearing for you. And she sent me this prayer, and uh, it didn't really resonate with me, so I didn't respond back, and I got busy with life, and I, I wasn't very well at the time. And months later, I just chased her up and said, hey, I never heard back from you. Are we still working together? And she said, oh, I sent you this prayer. I did all this work for you. It was a gift. And you never paid me. Um, well, gift, payment are not two things that go together. I mean, I offloaded any responsibility and paid her immediately. And, of course, never worked with her again because she was trying to reel me in. She was trying to direct my life. Um, telling me things to do, telling me ways to think, um, and also just keep me hooked in. So the redirecting, misdirecting healer will keep you hooked in. There'll always be, I've said this in other podcasts, there'll always be the carrot at the end of the stick. There'll always be that other session that's going to, you know, get to the root cause of it, that other reading. If you're having to chase them again and again for the same stuff, and it's not clearing, it's not healing, and you're doing everything on your part, you're doing the rituals, you're doing your homework, they may be playing you a little bit. So this is such a huge topic. It's why I've talked about it in lots of different podcasts. It's not to put fear in you. It's not to create mistrust. You know, what tends to happen is then people do have bad experiences and then they come to me and then they, they are wary with me as well, you know, and it's um, completely understandable, but it's just to shine a light on it. Uh, I shared many, many years ago about my very first shamanic teacher and how he was using his circles to basically feed off people's energies. And what he used to do is he would do healings on people in treatment rooms and do a little bit of magic on them to kind of put some hooks in them. Then he'd get them to come and do all his workshops. And then in circle, he'd basically just kind of put hooks in them and feed off their energy and then use their energy to supplement himself and to supplement the people closest to him. For a very long time, I didn't see it happening. And then I saw it happening 
And when I confronted him, he gaslit me and denied it. And it took a very long time to clear myself off those hooks. But a lot of people were still and are still hooked in because he was very charismatic. And because he attracted to him, not only did he attract to him, he chose to have people in his circles who were damaged, who'd had a lot of trauma and didn't have boundaries. And those were the people that he was hooking into in his healing sessions. Obviously, they came to him for healings. They had huge traumas. They were often uh, women who were attracted to him or men who were attracted to him. He'd hook into them and then he would utilize their energy, whether it's like energetically, spiritually or physically, just by using them for money or connections in order to bolster himself. Unfortunately, he's still out there and he's made a lot of money from it all. And you can't really do much about these things other than just separate yourself from these kinds of people. But it happens. Um, so any kind of addiction to a healer, raising prices, spending a lot of money on them, um, allowing them to control your life, redirect your life. You know, a lot of these people who were going to his circles believed that he was there to inflame, in inverted commas, or that they were going to move and live with him in community and all of this stuff. And they were ready to uproot their whole lives for him. You know, leave partners, leave kids behind to be with him. And that's when I got my first taste of a toxic healer, of the red flag. Um, and then since then, I've encountered many. I think there are more toxic healers out there right now than there are genuine ones. Not because the genuine ones don't exist, but because a lot of them in this crazy time have gone underground to look after themselves and to do much smaller work. They've taken time out for self-care. And it's allowed the kind of dross to come to the surface. And as I've said before, we get hooked in with free attunements, free gifts, um, a kind of love bombing. And then we're in really deep. And it's, you know, it's how the, the, the dealer gets their addict hooked in. So it's such a huge topic, but I'm just very, very, very briefly shining a light on it to assist any out there. Um, please have a look at the website, sacredspacehealing.org. Check out the podcast channel for more podcasts around this topic and on boundaries. And of course, if you want any help with boundaries or mentoring, then you know where the website is. Until the next time.